Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Monday edition of a numbers game here on VSIN. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin in for Gil Alexander. Just one more day. Don't worry about it. He'll be back in here tomorrow. Be right in this very seat. I know you're probably disappointed to get me, but it's only one more day, Kelly. Bidlin. One more day. Just one more day, Gil, back in the seat here. We're going to talk to Jonathan Von Tobel a little bit later, talk some NBA with him, Jake Hahn coming in. A little bit of ice soccer with Jake Hahn. Love talking to Jake mm-hmm. Hahn about the hockey with everything. A start of the show, tip of the cap here to Peter King. Uh, Kelly, his final Monday morning quarterback this morning. Yeah. Long, long, long career coming to an end. Uh, retirement. Definitely deserve for Peter King. So tip of the cap to him, a guy that, you know, listen, it was one of those things that he kind of changed the way it was. You know, he would go in and the insider stuff and having the recaps every single Monday. And I know that that became a lot of people's shtick along the way. But, it, you know, they followed in the path of a guy like him. And so uh, well-deserved retirement to him. Yeah, absolutely. Incredible work he's done in the business through through his entire career. It's just, uh, I mean, one of the one of the legends, right, man? Yeah, like one absolute of the legends. legend. Hall of Famer, if you will. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's a, everybody who does work like we do, tip of the cap, like you yeah, said, man. Absolutely. All right, so let's get into a little bit of what happened yesterday because some of this stuff could carry over and impact how we look at things moving forward, specifically over there in the NBA. And Kelly, whenever we're looking at how some of these Games broke down yesterday. You see the Bucks come out and and handle up on the Sixers. Yes, the yes the Sixers don't have Embiid, but they've been playing pretty well without him. But instead, this was a massive twenty one point win for the Bucks. And you know the Bucks. I think at this point, you're looking at this team and you say like, all right, they kind of were up and down all year long. Were they really going to put it together? Was this really going to be a team that could contend for the title? And I think what we've seen here over the last couple of games, very small sample size, but we do see this Bucks team that we see what the potential is for this Bucks team and we see that this is a team that definitely 100% no matter what you thought of them all year long it is a team that can compete when it comes down to it yeah absolutely I think this is what uh, this is exactly what they needed right this was the um, you know you're, you're trying to 
temper everybody's expectations and try to get everybody be patient a little bit with Doc coming in. But it, it's very similar to me of always what, what happened with James Harden in the Clippers. I mean, he joined him on a road trip. To, you know, when, when, when he signed on, and I know that he doesn't have Doc's not going to have the same impact that James Harden's going to have on a team. But when you're trying to come in. You're bringing in a guy to massively change things because something's gone horribly wrong through the start of the season. No matter what we think about Doc Rivers, the guy still has a ton of coaching experience that this stuff take t- takes time. And, Matt, I just view it as they needed the all-star break. You finally are able to like get home, get some practices under your belt together. And now I think this is the period where it's fair to start judging yeah. what this Milwaukee team is going to be once they get in the playoffs over these next few weeks. This is when they need to put their foot on the gas pedal. That's two great wins to start out of the All-Star break. Let's see what they can do. I'm definitely not counting them out as a big threat in the Eastern Conference. That brought them to 500 on the road for the season, 14-14 and 14 away from Milwaukee. Giannis goes 30, 12 boards, and assists shy of a triple-double. Nine assists for him, 24 from Lillard, 20 from Beasley, and then Portis chips in 17 off the bench. And you kind of start to put together in your head what this team could possibly be, what this team could look like, what a night of a good game could look like. And I think what you saw last night is is the typical, okay, the Bucks had a great performance, the Bucks looked really good. This is kind of the box score you're going to look in and see. If, in, in my personal opinion. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's it, except for one notable name missing, too. Right. I mean, Chris Middleton will be yeah. back uh, here uh, shortly. And that's going to be, um, you know, it's great to have the addition of Damian Lillard. But I mean, every time we've seen the Bucks have success, we've seen Chris Middleton be a huge part of it. I think that's going to be one thing that you're going to uh, it's going to be dependent on him looking good as they run uh, head into the playoffs. That defense get a little bit better. If all those things start to click, though, man, I mean, watch out, because out, outside of the Boston Celtics, this is. Conference is wide open. Yeah, absolutely. We look over at the Mavericks who were on a nice run. Uh, you see, you go out and you get 29 from Kyrie, you get 33 from Luka, and you're thinking you're probably going to win the game if you get 33 and 29, and instead you end up losing by 20 points to the Pacers because you give up 133. Now, they have been playing a little bit better defense of late, but in this one, the Pacers come out, really put it on them, 133 points given up by this Mavs team. And if there's anything you want to do to poke a hole in this Mavs team, Kelly, it would be the defense, right? Because you know you have two of the most prolific scorers in the NBA on the court at the same time in any given night. They did last night can go for 60. They can go for 70 combined between those two. The problem is, is can they keep the other team from putting it in the basket almost at will? And they could not do it yesterday. Yeah. And that is something we've seen, you know, kind of shift since the trade deadline is their defense has been better. I was on the Mavs yesterday. It felt like the whole world was. Um, and yeah, ran into a buzzsaw. That defense kind of looking like the defense of old uh, yesterday. And the Pacers uh, getting, getting a lot of easy points. Miles Turner with a really easy 30 point game, uh, filling it up there against the Mavericks. And um, I, look, they're going to be an interesting team to track here. They, was, uh, you know, as we lead into the MVP conversation, it is a, a team that, you know, a couple weeks ago, it was, I, I can't really consider Luka Doncic until this team starts winning, and they've been winning, you know, over the past couple weeks. So, yeah, he's becoming a lot more real in that conversation. We go in, the Nuggets and the Warriors went off with just a one-point spread in that game. The Nuggets go on the road, win that game handily by 16 points on a monster, monster game by Nikola Jokic if you look 32 points 16 boards 16 assists four steals throw in a block as well and by the way he only turned the ball over two times yes yeah, up in that game just an absolute monster of a game and oh by the way Murray chips in 27 on the side to get this team again like 
I know people have been kind of mad with the way the Nuggets season has gone, Kelly. It seems like they were sleepwalking. It's kind of like, were they having this championship hangover? But you watch and you see what Jokic does and you see Murray chipping the 27 on top of that. And then you get the 17 from Gordon and you start to realize like, okay, maybe they were sleepwalking a tad and maybe there was at least a minimal amount of a hangover here, but they are definitely every bit the contender that we thought that they were going to be heading into this season and should be one of the favorites to win it all because when you have those guys out there on the court, games like this happen a lot. Yeah. Not the not the 32-16-16, but we know Jokic is good for a triple-double anytime he steps on the court. They are every bit the contender, and I, I get it if you were if you were lukewarm on them because of what you saw throughout the middle of the season. But you know, listen, I think that they were probably they probably were. I think it's fair to say they probably were a little bit complacent. They probably were a little bit sleepwalking, and it is what it is now because we're heading down the stretch. And you see a game last night, and you go, "Oh, okay, yeah." There, there, there's that nugget. Yeah, I also don't. I also don't think I'd be shocked. I, I think the Clippers, you could say this about too. I don't think we should be shocked if down the stretch, like they. You know, maybe Jokic uh, takes off a game yeah. or two. Yeah, I mean, you, they, what's the most crucial for Denver and LA, the Clippers, uh, being is that you're entering this play the playoffs healthy, and they because they are going to have a top four seed. You're not have to worry about them falling back into yeah. the play in. So I do think that anytime we see okay a slight grab at the hamstring or something like that, could that mean a missed game for Nikola Jokic when it normally wouldn't? Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I think that's a good possibility with the Clippers, too, given their uh, injury history. We saw Paul George sit last night uh, for the Clippers. So I think that's something, don't freak out if they, these teams maybe don't end this the regular season as strong as what they've looked like uh, you know, over the past couple months. Um, but yeah I, yeah, I think over these next few weeks, this is this is where these teams can really, really start clicking and uh, Try try to capture that one seed and separate themselves from the pack that's built at the top there. We know that it is a reactionary market. All of these awards markets are reactionary, and so you get a massive game out of Jokic. What do you do? You wake up this morning to him being a minus 160 favorite to win the MVP SGA at plus 250. Luka at plus 650, everybody else 14 to 1 or longer. We talked a little bit about Jokic when I was in here a couple of weeks ago, Kelly, and saying, you know, he, he probably should be the front runner. And unless something really happens as far as him, like I said, taking significant time off or whatever, he's probably the guy to get this thing here. SGA is putting up a, a, a listen, I, I, you cannot complain at all about what SGA is doing. It's, it's unbelievable what he's doing when he steps out on the court. But then, you just see how every phase of the game can be impacted by Jokic. You know, again, 16 boards, 16 assists to go along with the 32 points. Oh, by the way, four steals chipped in as well. And you just realize it, the odds were probably appropriate and they probably still are appropriate here. Yeah, this is, uh, I, I, Matt, I think we might end up seeing a all-time MVP race here. I think these four guys are are all live. I think they all have a path. When you talk about Nicole Jokic, SGA, Giannis, and Luka, I, I think there is absolutely reality where uh, the Bucks, if they start playing well and racking up wins, get back in the two seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, people are going to look around at what Giannis is doing stat wise this season. He's he could be jumped up into that conversation. We see Luka Doncic how his odds have moved as this Mavericks team has won. And this is you know I think we were talking about this a, a couple weeks ago. Uh, uh, and it's it was my hesitation on Jokic and Doncic was okay. Jokic hasn't had as great of a season as he's had in years past. But then you look at what he's done. I mean, just these three games uh, out of the All Star break, 
21 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists against the Wizards. 29 points, 15 rebounds, 14 assists against Portland. 32 points, 16 and 16, like you said last night, against Golden State. I, okay, it's really hard to argue against a guy <laughs> right. that keeps doing that yeah. over, over and over again. You can again. justify the odds movement you, you, anyway. You yeah, can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And yeah. then Luka, you know, it was my always my question, is this team going to win? Is this team going to win enough? But now all they've been doing is winning. Take out of that game from yesterday. So I really think I really think this has turned into a, a four-horse race. I think it's going to be pretty live to the end. I think SGA is right there in the conversation, though. I really do. I, I, I do, too. And you look at... I, is it is there any reason to believe that it's because he, he plays in Oklahoma City? I mean, like, there there has to be some of that, right? I mean... As far as what? Like, that we're just, not the big national market, just, so he's like, not going to get the love? Like, we in the bubble make the, make the case for SGA, and we're the ones beating the table and all. But like, you don't hear that a ton from anybody else, yeah. you know? And you certainly don't hear, don't hear from the general public. I mean, I you could go ask you could go ask a basketball fan. By the way, who do you think the top three guys in the in the MVP betting market? They might tell you Jokic. They might tell you Giannis. They might tell you Luke. SGA would be the guy that got left out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. That makes me sad. I, I hope at the I hope at the end of the day, though, the voters that vote on this war to look look at what Shea Gilgis Alexander had to work with this season and what he how far he brought this team and the case he's making to win this award. Let's look at some other news that happened over the weekend and the Clippers unveiled a new logo. Do you like it? What? We're going to find out when we come back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
We here at VEASAN want to get you ready for yet another betting season, and that is baseball coming up. You know spring training is already happening, and we want to get you ready for all of the bets you're going to make for the boys of summer. VEASAN.com slash guide. You can download for free our baseball betting primer. Go in, get some World Series future analysis, how to bet on spring training if you want to get in on all that, you degenerates out there, and sabermetrics for the MLB betting season as well. It is absolutely free. VEASAN.com slash guide for the baseball betting primer. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin in here for Gil Alexander for just another day. Head on over to uh, my Twitter account. Did you retweet it? Did you retweet it? Oh, yeah. I got distracted by the story. Uh, You're right. right. I'm retweeting it right now. So uh, teased it on the way out, but the the Clippers are going to unveil a new logo as they move into their new arena. And so with that, um, people are are giving their opinion on uh, on this. So uh, I asked for for yay or nay. You retweeted the wrong thing. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. (laughs) Trying to get people's opinion on whether they like it or not, and you just it was too all wrapped you, up in the story. All man. You did, yeah. All you did was just the <laughs> all right, retweeted too. But go in, take a look, let us know. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Listen, it, it, before you just off the cuff opinion, click on the logo itself, and you can read the explanation as to why all the stuff is there. And, and, and we came around on it. We, we did. We, yeah, yeah. We we didn't we didn't hate it to begin with, but then once you read why everything is where it is, you're kind of like, oh, that's actually a clever logo. Well, the the initial my initial reaction was it, it was it does feel like a, it feels like a, a seal that you wear on your jacket for your your local yacht club, you know, that you're going to because that's what uh, that's what it looks like a little bit, to be honest. But yeah, once you read the once you read the descript- description, I'm with you. I, I, I didn't really know about the deep history of the Clippers. So, so there you go. And uh, now I know a little bit more and the logo reflects it. So I think it's good. The uniforms are not much of a change. So it's a clean, simple uh, color scheme. I like the look. Yeah, there we go. Uh, all right, so one more thing in the NBA before we move on here, Kelly. Uh, Trey Young out for at least four weeks with a torn ligament in his pinky finger. He was averaging 26 points and 11 assists per game. The Hawks are currently in the last play-in spot in the East and are going to be without Trey Young for at least a month. This does not bode well for this team probably holding on here. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Um <laughs> I still think they make it. But, but as I was going to say, but then the question becomes, then who makes it if they don't? Uh, I think they still make it. I think yeah. they still uh, still make it in. I, I mean, the one team that I think you, you've seen play a little bit better here, and I'm not going to be surprised, but I'm talking teams below yeah. the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference standings, which there are only five of them. I think there's one team that has been playing better that if there were more games left, I would say watch out for and that's the Charlotte Hornets, yeah. but they're a full ten games full back, games yeah, back, yeah, behind where Atlanta is. So with like twenty-seven ish games left, it's hard to. Uh, I think that would be pretty massive if they we, fell out of that spot. We, we should say though, I mean, the Nets are, are currently on a four-game skid and two and eight in their last ten. If, they, if they had not played like absolute yeah. garbage, they would be right on the Hawks' tail here. It's just they have not played very well the last 10 games. Yeah, I have no yeah. idea what's going on with that yeah. organization. Yeah. I mean, man, oh boy, did Ke- Kevin Durant and Kyrie and those guys screw that thing up. I, this is, I think they tried to do the best they could. They've got a lot of pieces now that are valuable contracts. That's what we want to say, but uh, none of them have really been able to come together as basketball players. Cody Bellinger, three-year, $80 million deal to return to the Cubs. Now, if you read into the deal a little bit further, it's actually a year-to-year-to-year thing. So it's really just a one-year deal. And then they'll just kind of like a tacked on to another one-year deal. was tacked on to another one-year deal. So 
not the haul that Cody Bellinger and company were thinking he was going to get. They really wanted that multi-year deal. And honestly, the Cubs can get out of this thing after a year. Baseball is kind of weird when it comes to this whole free agent There's thing. There's like a team option after every year? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Team option after every year. Uh, yeah, after, after for the second year and third year. And then, you know, baseball is just weird when it comes to this because big name free agents linger into spring training. I mean, we're into, you know, a week now into yeah, spring training. Yeah, this is bizarre. Yeah, we're a week now into spring training. Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman, J.D. Martinez, Brandon Belt, Mike Clevenger, Tommy Pham, all without teams right now. Like, what's a Cy Young winner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All without teams right now. So it's it's one of those things where, like, they're rolling the dice. You know, Scott Boris is the agent I know of a couple of these dudes, and we know he likes to play the hard line thing. He was Cody Bellinger's agent. Didn't work out, you know, again, didn't work out. So we'll see what happens for some of these dudes. But it's just weird because this doesn't happen in any other sport where it's like, yeah, you might have one guy lingering as training camp starts in the NFL. You might have it actually in the NBA, everyone signed. Like there's no big name free agents that aren't that aren't signed by the time we get going. So in baseball, to have this many guys like still lingering out there is just weird. You sit there and you're like, wait. Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery look like front end starters, and they they don't have a team to play. You know, there's still certainly some uh, something left in the tank for Mac Chapman and JD Martinez, Brandon Belt, and all these guys. So interesting that that, that we will still have stuff to talk about as we move forward with where they're going to end up playing. Has that been trending that way, Matt? Like the past couple of years? Because like this was the first year where we, like. Yeah. When someone brought up to me, but Blake Snell, like three weeks ago, still isn't signed anywhere. I'm like, you mean, wait, Blake Snell, did he just win a Cy Young Award last year? What do you mean he's not signed anywhere? He did, in fact, win a Cy Young. Like, is this, like, has this been coming, or is this just this year, like an like an odd year? The, the last couple of years, there's been some of these big name dudes that have lingered into camp, but like, typically, your Cy Young Award winner would be getting kind of that multi year contract that I guess he's going after. But I don't listen. Like I said, Boris is this guy that's notorious for playing hardball with these teams. And most of the time he wins, but it seems like this Bellinger deal was kind of a loss because, like I said, it wasn't really a multi-year deal. It's a team option deal for the next couple of years. And so I don't know. I, I, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. I just can't believe that we still have all these guys that are still ridiculously uh, – that are still available out there have, and, and with all that. Well, we're on the, well, we're on the topic. Have you made uh, any baseball futures bets so far? We didn't really talk about that when you were in. Yeah, yeah. I got some baseball futures in. I played over on the Royals for season wins Okay, 73 and a half. If you go in there, one, the AL Central is just a division that is ridiculously – easy right I mean it's just a really really good really really good spot for a team to kind of come out of nowhere you got the Guardians White Sox Tigers and Twins only if you look at all the projection systems out there only one of the teams is projected to be over 500 which is the Guardians and that's only two games over 500 so like it's it could literally be up for grabs for anybody out there their front end the rotation yeah it's not like super sexy Michael Waka Seth Lugo get signed what can you get from Cole Reagans this year which you saw once he got traded to the Royals, really, really started to play t- really well. I mean, I know the Rangers' little experiment with him didn't work out after all those injuries. You have a legit superstar in Bobby Witt Jr. Salvador Perez is one of the best hitting catchers in all of uh, baseball. Vinny Pascatano is a guy that had a t- bunch of hype heading into last season. He was living up to it and then got hurt, and so we'll see if he can come back from that. And you just have to rely on a bunch of young guys that – or all 25 or younger, but do have at least major league experience. Michael Garcia, Michael Massey, MJ Melendez, Nelson Velasquez, all these guys are 25 or younger 
that if they can, you know, come about, I think that that's uh, that that's something. For, you know, which I talked a little bit about Ronald Acuna for MVP. I did tuck yeah, that. That's right. Yeah, I did tuck that into the account as well. And it's one of those things where guys, listen again, not a sexy bet, but plus five fifty. You go, you tuck it away, Kelly. You forget about it, and at the end of the season, so long as he doesn't suffer some sort of major injury that keeps him out of play for a long time, he's going to be right there, and you're probably going to be cashing a ticket again. He hit 337, 41 bombs, 106 RBI. He scored 149 runs. He stole 73 bases and did this while striking out only 11.4% of the time. And, like, let's talk about other really wild. Let's talk about other really good hitters, right? Mookie Betts struck out 15.4% of the time. Freddie Freeman, 16.6% of the time. Everybody talks about how ridiculously disciplined Juan Soto is at the plate and how good he is. Juan Soto struck out 18.3% of the time. Like, it's just, it's insane that this guy puts up these numbers while also only striking out 11% of the time when he steps in there. So, again, it's, it's 550. So long as he doesn't suffer some sort of injury, he's going to be right there again. And so I just tucked it in there. I'll forget about it. We'll look at it whenever the end of the season rolls. And he is plus 150 to lead the majors in stolen bases. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just absurd. I know. Plus 850 to lead in hits, only behind Arias, plus 750. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, some of these player totals have come out. Have been, been interesting to yeah. look at. I put in a Corbin Burns uh, Cy Young in the AL as well. Uh, the the move to the Orioles, in my opinion, is neutral because it, it's a better pitcher's park. But then obviously it's a tougher division, so it, it's you know I think it's a neutral move. But he had a down year, and if you're watching the video stream, air quote down year for this. <laughs> We've done that the first two yeah. segments with like a three. <laughs> he had a three thirty nine ERA, a twenty five point five percent K rate. An 8.4% walk weight and 12.2% swinging strikes. Like for him, that's a down year because the previous two seasons he had a, a 30 and a half K rate uh, last year, but the year before that he had a 35 and a half percent K rate. His walk rate ticked up last year. If he gets that back down to normal, then also his swinging strikes will go back up again a little bit. And so for me, Corbin Burns moving over to a team where he's going to get it shouldn't matter, but playing for the Orioles. He'll get his wins. It's a good team. They're going to get wins. So when people are looking at that type of stuff to go along with it as well. So I, I did tuck into Corbin Burns as well. I like it. I like it. DraftKings putting more markets up every single day. I've, I haven't seen these ones before, Matt. How about doubles and triples leader? He's got that one too. Doubles leaders is up there. Freddie Freeman plus 450. I mean, what? Like I'm saying, we're, we're just sitting here looking at just how ridiculously good all this is. It's unbelievable. Let's talk some NBA with our very own Jonathan Von Toba when we come back. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hey, do you lack a VEASAN Pro subscription? Well, we are going to let you come in for an entire year, an annual subscription for just $199. You know what you get with all that. You get the best bets and the betting splits, and you get all the betting guides that we do over on the site, including all of the other articles for all the other sports. We're talking hockey over there. We're talking horse racing. We're talking golf. We're talking everything over at VEASAN.com. So go in, VEASAN.com slash subscribe with the promo code ANG to get an entire year for just $199. Matt Brown in for Gil for one more day. Kelly Bidlin here on the desk as well. And I can't wait to ask the first question here to our very own Jonathan Von Tobel, who certainly has looked and scrutinized this logo that is going to be debuting for the Clippers next season. Yay or nay, JVT? Oh, yay. Okay, thank you. Me too. I like it. Yeah. 
it's cool. You know, it goes back to the roots of the Clippers and, and why they're called the Clippers for many people who don't really know why, um, you know, the current logo, which Kelly has seen me rock. I have a fitted of the current logo, which is like the L and the C and it looks all crappy and whatnot. Um, it's, it's way better than what they've got currently. And you go back to the red unis, which has been sorely missed. So yeah, no, I'm in, I'm in. And I'll tell you this, if, before you make your opinion out there, I want everyone to click on the logo and then read as to why all the stuff is in the logo and where it is. And it will make you like it even if you think you don't like it because you're like, oh, Kelly, by the way, they put the N in Los Angeles at the very top of the logo because it's pointing north. Like, I mean, all these little things like that. I I never knew how much work went into these things. Like, even like the VGK like logo, like it took me a long time to see like the V, I think it like the V in the helmet. Like, it's a a lot of masterful design, all with a purpose. All with a purpose. All with a purpose. All right, JVT, what did we learn yesterday in the NBA? Let's start with the Bucks and the Sixers. You see them go out and win convincingly. Sure, it is it is no Embiid there for the Sixers, but they've been playing well even without him, and there's been a ton of question marks around this Bucks team. Yeah, I, I think for, for the 76ers, it's a team that's just kind of challenged, right, without Joel Embiid out there, and especially with the new look roster. One of the things that I've kind of pointed out, and, you know, I had the Bucks yesterday in the write-up and, and talked about it a little bit at length, which is, you know, it's they're not a very good rebounding team without uh, Joel Embiid out there. They're a very poor perimeter defensive team uh, because now if you look at it now that Patrick Beverly's gone, you've got these guys who are just not really dominant on-ball defenders, and so Embiid's out there to help carry the weight on offense. All of a sudden, you got a team that really just struggles in multiple facets, and sure enough, up yesterday offensive rating of 125 and non-garbage time for the Milwaukee Bucks a day an offensive rating a 97.8 for Philadelphia I think this is just what this team's going to be here as you move forward and for Milwaukee like as you kind of mentioned these are two really good wins coming out of the break I think when you're able to go into Philadelphia take care of business the way that you should against a, a lowly 76ers team is currently constructed that's a positive and the defensive effort and guys the fact that it looked like maybe they were going to let go of the rope against Minnesota on Friday night but ultimately kind of hunkered down and, and got a really big win on the road against the Timberwolves. So I think you like what you see. Now it's two games, right? Two wins, two covers. Let's see if they can continue this as the second worst cover team in the NBA as we move forward. But uh, no better way to start the second half here uh, for Milwaukee than what they've done in the first two contests. Mavs been playing well. We see that win streak come to an end with a 20-point loss on the road at the Pacers. And what do you, you know, you, you get the big scoring night from Luca. You get the big scoring night from Kyrie, but then you give up the 133. We know that that has been something that we have been talking about with this Mavs team all season long is, hey, yeah, they got two of the best scorers, but they can't stop anybody else from scoring. Is this just, hey, listen, it's a blip because they have been playing a little bit better defense. Are you worried at all here about like, okay, see, they're back to the same old Mavs? Or you're like, you know, you know, whatever. You're going to, some nights you're going to go out and you're going to give up 133. Yeah, I think this is just a quintessential Mavericks game, right? Like you said, the the upside on offense is incredible when you have Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic out there. And the reason why they had gone in that win streak prior was that Kyrie Irving came back healthy and then all of a sudden they rip off seven consecutive wins. They cover six of those. And so, like, I think this is just what the Mavericks are going to be, which is why in the grand scheme of things, I think you have questions as to whether or not they can actually win an NBA title. I think they can beat any team in a best of seven series, any single one of them, because they're so good on offense. But can they win four is the real question when you're when you're playing defense in that way and your objective almost every single game is outscore your opponents they've got some decent defensive pieces but nowhere near enough in which you're going to be able to play consistently on that end of the floor to win multiple best of seven so if they get into the first round let's say they're the seven seed or whatever it is could they spring an upset over oklahoma city or minnesota whoever they get in that first round i think absolutely but then will they be able to do that consistently is a real question i think they can't so i think they're a danger on any given night but in terms of the big picture i think last night was a perfect example matt where sometimes you're going to go 
go out and you're going to get burned by guys like Andrew Nembhard, who looked really good in limited action and everything else. So I think that's kind of the short side here for the Dallas Mavericks. What do you make of this Pelicans team? They let the Bulls come in, beat them uh, last yeah. night, you know, and, and you just see this team that at points you go, wow, there's, there's something there. And then there's other times and you look like last night where you let, again, they let the Bulls come into their home court and, and beat them up a little bit. Is this, are they, are they, are they, you know, we always do the contender pretender thing. Are, are they just pretenders? I dude, I don't know. So this is the one team that I have it. I'm looking right now. Cause I wanted to get this right. So like they're a team that right now is eighth in net rating and non-garbage time, seventh in defense. Like and those are two generally good indicators that you're going to be a good team. But the problem with this squad this year, guys, is they're right around average on offense. And that shouldn't be the case. You know, the, one of the upsides of having your trio of CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and just Zion Williamson in general was that you're supposed to be a, an overtly efficient offense. And this was supposed to help. You're supposed to be able to pressure the rim. You're supposed to be able to cause issues, get to the foul line, dominate on the glass. And that just hasn't really been the case. One of their big issues, they turn the ball over a lot on nearly 14% of their offensive possessions. That's going to kill you in terms of efficiency. So I, I think, Matt, this is one team that I haven't been able to get my read on because they're floating around a five seed. There are some statistics that show you that they're a really good club. And then you go out and you get a performance like that yesterday and you realize, oh, this is why they're just floating around a five seed and not showing any consistency. So I would agree with the sentiment. Like I just, I'm not sure what to do with them just because I think that they have these small issues that are ultimately going to hold them back. I think we're kind of this year. I don't want to jinx it. I think for this season, we're kind of done asking the question, will Zion Williamson be healthy? He's shown that he's going to at least be healthy and be there for a minute. It's just, are you going to get things together on the offensive end? And through about, what are we talking about now? 58, 60 games. It has shown at the very least that you're going to be an average offense. And in today's NBA, that can't carry you very far. So we have now seen Jokic move after the monster game last night to minus 160 in the MVP market. Let's say somebody has been an NFL better, NFL season's over, they're parachuting in, they want to get in an MVP ticket. They're not going to put $160 down to win $100. They want to put $100 down and win more money than they put down. JVT, where should their money go? Is it SGA at $250? Is it Luka at $650? Is it Giannis at $14? What do you think here if someone wants to come in and, and get a nice little ticket to sweat for the rest of the season? So I think at this point, and I'll say this, like, cause this is the point where, you know, with every fart in the wind, the odds are going to move right for most valuable player. It, like no matter what's going to happen, you're going to see some sort of an adjustment. And I would say for voters and in general, Shea Gilders Alexander the other day effectively eliminated Kawhi Leonard from the conversation, right? Cause they go where they have, they host the Clippers, they blow them out. And I think a lot of people are going going to, okay, we're done with Kawhi Leonard. And I think that's kind of fair. So I think right now you're looking at a two and a half horse race. And I say a half because Luca does have the counting stats, but I don't know if they're going to win enough for him to get this Guys, at this point right now, I, I'm sitting and staring at Shea Gilders Alexander a plus 250 to potentially win this award. They could still win the number one seat in the Western Conference. He is absolutely incredible on both ends. I think he still leads the league in steals per game. He's obviously incredible with his efficiency numbers and his scoring. And if they end up winning a top seed in the West, be it one or two, and finish ahead of Denver, that could make the difference here for Shea Gilders Alexander. And at the very least, I think the gap between him and Nikola Jokic is not as far as the market would indicate. I think what's happened here is we get the most recent straw poll a couple of weeks back that has Jokic with a, what was it like 60, 67 votes out of hundred, whatever it was. And so the market uses that as a placeholder until we get the next one. I think Shea Gilders Alexander has a very realistic shot at winning this, given how good he is, how much he has used, what he has done for a team that could win the West and especially a plus two fifty or better. I think that's where you're going. And I'm going to add Shea here uh, to the portfolio. Cause I think he's the one that's ultimately going to win this award. I think he deserves it at this point right now. Short slate tonight, JVT, anything in your account? 
Yes, uh, the uh, Grizzlies money line plus 105 uh, article is about to go up on the website of Easton.com. So you can check out the write up there, too, with the other games as well. But look, guys, Brooklyn, one and seven straight up, two and six against the spread in their last eight games. Latest melting down against the Timberwolves on Saturday night uh, when they had, uh, I think, 0.85 points per possession in the second half. They lose despite leading at halftime as an eight and a half, nine point underdog. This team stinks, guys. If you're looking at it, larger sample size. How about this? Nets eight and 25 straight up, eight, 24 and one against the spread in the last 33 games. They've been abysmal and the market's been kind of slow on really adjusting to this team and how bad it has been from a power rating standpoint. And I think you can make, he's not going to win it. You can make a sick case for Taylor Jenkins to win coach of the year because he has had this Memphis team playing really hard, especially on the defensive end. They come into today, guys, despite the fact that they have already clinched the under on their win total, that they're one of the worst teams record wise, eighth in defensive efficiency. They're playing really hard on that end of the floor. They are 10 to five against the spread in their last 15 games, just in much better form, especially at home. So I took Grizzlies money line. I'm going to take my chance with a better coach team, at least playing really hard defense and not giving up on a night to night basis uh, other than Brooklyn, which has looked like an absolute nightmare firing Jock Vaughn, Kevin Ollie doesn't really look like he's going to be the guy either through a couple of games. It's been a nightmare for Brooklyn. I'll take my chances with the home underdog tonight. JVT, 20 seconds. They're trying to ban storming the court. Your opinion? Uh, I think that uh, Phil Paskey tried to try to take a shot at a fan uh, right before <laughs> he got hurt. So uh, I think, no, just kidding. Uh, just don't make rules that you can't do it if you're favored. How about that? Let's do that uh, because you were favored to win the game. Come on. <laughs> There's uh, Kelly, you know, I'll, I'll get your opinion here on the, on the other side here, but it's just, it's, it's the I, I deal, like, like you weren't supposed to do it anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of like, Oh, we're going to ban it. Like I thought it was, what it already banned. Like, what do you mean? I, I, like, I like the idea already... of video boards as you enter the arena though. You right. are favored tonight. Do not storm <laughs> yes. the court. <laughs> court storming game or not, you know, like, you got to figure it out. Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT. Thanks man. Appreciate it. See you guys. Uh, we'll talk about that on the other side as well. Some Broncos news that's coming out. It is a numbers game here on a Monday. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. numbers game on vcent the sports betting network if you do not already have a DraftKings sportsbook account head to your app store go in download the DraftKings sportsbook make your first deposit but when you use promo code vcent v-s-i-n make that first bet up to one thousand dollars and should that bet not hit we think you're going to win it but if you don't we're going to give it back to you in the form of bonus bets. Again, up to $1,000. You can make $100, $200, 345 all the way up to $1,000. Use promo code VEASAN. If your bet doesn't get home, we'll give it back to you in bonus bets up to $1,000. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin in for Gil. I am for one more day here. Some football news coming through. RIP of our, of our dream of, of Patrick Mahomes being able to throw to T Higgins, at least next season. Now it could happen the season after that, but it is official. The Bengals put it out on the Twitter machine, Kelly. They have in fact franchised T Higgins for the upcoming season. T Higgins will make $21 million this year as a franchise wide receiver, but T Higgins off of the market. So our dream of him going and playing in Kansas city and Patrick Mahomes having a true number one yet again, because he hasn't had that since Tyreek Hill left We'll have to wait another year, at least, if it's going to be T. Higgins. That was, uh, what was that like, minus 500 for him to go back to the Bengals? Yeah. That, that that right now is feeling like uh, kind of idiotic that everybody in the world yeah. didn't make that bet. Yeah, because when you because looked at it, was happening. They, had a, they had a decent amount of cap space. And, and we always talk about this with the NFL teams, maximizing your window. If you can re-sign him for $21 million for a year, you're not invested in him long-term at that point. And you're getting a healthy Burrow back. You haven't had to pay Chase yet. So it was, you're maximizing your window. Like, you're not going to let him walk for nothing. You franchise him, you come back, you give it one more run. And, you know, then you go from there. But it was, it was, in my opinion, once they started to, once you started to really put the numbers together, they had the money to do it. They're going to let Boyd walk so they don't have to pay him. So you have all of that kind of working in their favor. And it was just, it, it, the writing was kind of on the wall there. And so, you know, listen, do I want to see T Higgins get to be a true number one in the NFL? Yeah, I do. And he'll probably get to do that next, like two seasons from now, but next year yeah. he'll be back in Cincinnati with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and see if they can't try and uh, get back to a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, with that quarterback, there's, I, I think T Higgins, I am, I'm going to speak for him for a minute. I bet you he's not very upset. I mean, you're right. still playing with one of the best $21 million dollars to, to play with Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to play with Joe oh, Burrow. Darn. Yeah. oh, darn. Oh, darn. $21 yeah. million. Like, you could go play with Bryce Young in a year or two. Don't worry. <laughs> you'll, you'll enjoy your struggles at some point in your career. Yeah, he's going to get paid regardless. You know, yeah, he'll get whatever. He gets the 21 this year. He'll get 20-plus, you know, whenever he hits free. So, another, some more news coming through. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., we already had some indication that maybe he wasn't going to do drills and things like that at the Combine. Yep. He, he's skipping the Combine, so he's just not going to do the Combine at all and apparently might not even do a pro day. And i got to be honest, good on you, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. You have all the tape you need out there already. Had you come out last year, you'd have been the number one wide receiver taken in the draft. Instead, you're going to be the number one wide receiver taken here. Why take any chance yeah, whatsoever yeah. of anyone nitpicking anything you do 
whatever, you run a tenth of a second slower than everyone thought or something, or you're, God forbid, your hands aren't as big as everyone thought they were. Like, no. To hell with all that. He's shown on tape what he can do. I agree with this 100%. And there's some of these people saying, like, oh, he doesn't want to compete. Like, no. He's been competing. He's on tape. He's got the film. Kelly, he's going to be the number one receiver taken anyway. Why go do all of the little dog and pony show stuff? Yeah, yeah. This is uh, – I'm with you. There is a – look, we see this every year. We see this every year. There are guys that choose to do this. I think there are – there are a, there are guys that are special enough talents though that we see. I don't want to say every year, but every couple of years, that yet there is only one way you can hurt your draft stock, yeah. and it's by going out there and working out. Because if anything happens, you are at the absolute ceiling of where you could be. It only possibly hurts you, especially in a draft that's this loaded with wide receivers, right? I mean, like he is so good, and he's the number one guy. But you, you go out there and do something wrong, who yeah. knows? Maybe you, someone talks. You're himself. already so incredibly highly regarded, so. All they're doing is looking for your faults. Like, yep. they're not looking for anything you do well because they already know everything that you do well. So, literally, all you're doing is putting yourself up for scrutiny when you're going to be the number one wide receiver taken anyway. I agree 100%. He basically said, no, nah, it's not that I'm not doing the drills. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> like, right. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not doing anything here at the Combine. Good on you, Marvin Harrison Jr. I appreciate that. The, the, I, I, again, I, some of the guys can benefit from the Combine. He cannot. Some of these guys can move up a draft board. He will not. Yeah. Yep. He's going fourth, by the way. Mark it down. He's going fourth to the car. I, I got that bet in already. Yeah. That's, that bet's in my yeah. account. That's our first draft bet, man. The one we talked about a couple weeks ago to the cards. Let's the, go. The Cardinals putting out an odd tweet this morning of just a picture of Kyler Murray and says franchise quarterback like on it just for no reason like just, just okay, like, okay yeah just to like kill any rumors i guess i don't know that like they might be looking at the quarterback mario yeah, beats me but it's just like just a picture of kyler murray and said franchise quarterback i feel like that would have been more timely like uh six months ago or a yeah. year ago or something but yeah okay that's whatever you know so some social media person goes hey i got a great idea i'm just gonna put out a picture of kyler and say franchise what do you think and they're like yeah, fine. I don't care. I was like, I Kyler, wake up this morning. Yeah, He's like, yeah, oh, like, oh, yeah, whatever. Make him feel good. Yeah, it's fine. So just do whatever you got to do. No big deal. Uh, and then some some news coming out of, of Denver. And, Kelly, this is actually, you know, some of these markets that you can bet on, which are, you know, what will be the next team that the person plays for. Russell Wilson, some news coming through that, you know, he could be released as soon as this week in, uh, in Denver. And there are some other kind of, you know, with the salary cap stuff that Denver might actually just be looking to bring in one of the cheaper kind of free agent dudes. Names that have been bantied about Jake Browning, Jameis Winston, and Sam Darnold, apparently there. Uh, yeah, I know if you're a Broncos fan, you're going, yeah. oh, woo, can't wait for this season. Get your season to, tickets uh, now. Yeah, to, to roll around. Of course, Russell Wilson talked about, you know, the different stuff with Brandon Marshall. Yeah. Let's stick with the top four. Pittsburgh Steelers, Las Vegas Raiders, Atlanta Falcons, New England Patriots. Well, I will put Denver one because I'm there right now. It's just, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I think you have to have the ability to compartmentalize. Which you've shown. Yeah. I think you have the ability to compartmentalize that. Listen, it's a business. You got to be also non-emotional about it, too, at the same time. You also know that there's ebbs and flows to it. You know, winning heals all wounds. To me, it's really focusing on about being the best version of me, being prepared. And no matter what, you control what you can control. So... My mindset right now, where I am, is where I am, and I'd love to be there. You know, love to win. And that's what I came there to do: is win more Super Bowls. And so, if if it's not there, though, I gotta go to a place that we're gonna win again.
Yeah, and so, like, that's why you look at these next team odds. If he gets released, and a team's going to be able to bring him in for for pennies. And so, you see the Steelers at minus 225. That's where you can eliminate the Raiders, right? And, and the Raiders, while – this also depends on the – if a team actually wants Russell Wilson. Yeah. So, like, yeah. while he says he wants to play somewhere that well, he's he going to win a couple more Super Bowls. There. Yeah, like, you know, he says he wants to play somewhere. That, that doesn't mean that necessarily one of these teams wants right. him, right? And so, I kind of thought the Raiders made a lot of sense because they're kind of no harm, no foul. You're not going to win this year if you're the Raiders anyway. You can bring him in on the veteran minimum because the Broncos have to pay for the rest of it as it is anyway. There, there's all kinds of things that work in the Raiders' favor here to bring in Russell Wilson, but... If he's saying he wants to go somewhere to win, then, you know, that's why the Steelers are, are favored because the Steelers do have pieces, right? The Steelers, he's not like he's going into a team that is that is devoid of talent or anything like that. I think you could avoid, yeah, I think you can scratch the Patriots off the list then because they ain't yeah, winning yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like the, the Patriots ain't winning nothing. So if it's, again, if it's up to him, he doesn't want to, to go to the Patriots either. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, commanders. Yeah, I mean, commanders, they're going to draft. Yeah, they're going to draft. They're, they're going to, you know, commanders are going to draft Drake May. So that's or Jaden Daniels, whatever. So like, that, they're not on the list. The Titans, I can only imagine, are sitting there at thirty-one. But like, you want to get one full season out of Will Levis to make sh- to to see if he's the dude. Yeah, like, to see if he can do anything. I don't think I don't see any reason to bring in Russell Wilson. So it really is just a couple of teams here. And I know he says he wants to go somewhere where he can win. I don't know if the Steelers want him. I think the Steelers' probably first priority would be Justin Fields. And then if you look past that, the Falcons, Falcons are in win-now mode, too. They can win that division with a quarterback. I, I mean, maybe if they view Russell Wilson as someone who still has something left in the tank. But, Kelly, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there was it was a bad situation in Denver last year. I will admit that. Sean Payton didn't want him and basically made it known he didn't want him. Yep. And so, like, you know, it, it's hard to win whenever your head coach doesn't want you there and it basically tells you that he doesn't want you there. So maybe it was just the environment. Maybe it was just the situation. Maybe going to a team like the Falcons could get that last little bit that's left with Russell Wilson. But I thought he was on the decline when he was in Seattle. So, like, I mean, him going elsewhere, it doesn't really excite me. Uh yeah, no, I hear you. Next team odds uh, currently down at DraftKings, interestingly enough. <laughs> Off the board right now, so I don't know. Maybe something's going on. Yeah, I hear you. I, I wanted to pull those up because I was wondering if there is, you know, okay, Steelers, Falcons kind of make sense, right? Are there maybe some teams further down the list, though, that now that you know a little bit more of what is in his mindset, right, that you can make a case for? Because I think there are teams that are easy on this graphic to just scratch off because it doesn't make any sense for him to go there. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings would be like, I think it would be just like break glass in case of emergency type deal. Right. Like Kirk Cousins ends up going elsewhere, none of these other guys, and then you go Russell Wilson. I don't know, but something. So I, I, I don't think he's going to have as many options as he thinks he's going to have, but that's just my yeah. personal opinion. Let's talk some golf when we come back here on the other side of the hour. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN.